Joe and I are talking. Little addendum here. What have you got to say about this picture, Joe? Well, it's a picture um, of a massive fight. Um, ninjas versus Super Spice. Um, the ninjas look like they're really winning, but of course, the one ninja wouldn't win against one Super Spy, because ninjas really need to work in like a clan, a, a group of ninjas to chisel down on the enemies. Do you think so? See, that's yeah. not my, where where'd you get that from? What what um what sources well, have you got for that? I'm not sure, but they are really good in pacts, but one ninja isn't a very much strong See, threat. I wonder if there's been a denigration of the ninja in popular culture because as far as I'm concerned, when I was your age, ninjas were, you know, lone invincible individuals. The point is they can't be seen, they can walk between the raindrops. They can kill with one strike. So my problem with this picture was that you've got a whole bunch of ninjas fighting one-on-one -on -one with super spies. That, would, that just wouldn't be their approach, you know? No. The super spies wouldn't see them coming. There would be some kind of surprise attack, and that would be it. It would be over for the super spies. So that's why I think they win. But you, you have this idea of, of ninjas as being these pack creatures. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and what have you seen in... I mean, I suppose the Ninja Turtles worked together, but that's just because there were four of them that trained with... And then there was the Foot Clan. Is that is that one of your sources, or do you see ninjas in other places? Uh, other places. Because the Foot Clan are just duff ninjas. Yeah. They're just there to be beaten up by Ninja Turtles. But I always think of ninjas as these lone, invincible individuals with mystical... I didn't say much about that when I reviewed it, actually, the mystical powers you've got in here. It's got some good mystical elements but they can just fade into the shadows. So that's why I think they'd win. There you go. Interesting, different generational perspective on ninjas. Come in, my child, out of the cold And listen how the story's told Take off your coat and stay a while We'll roll in that deep descent time Okay, Joe and I are looking at the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Player's Handbook Rules Supplement The Complete Ninjas Handbook And we're just going to do a flick through Probably for the art and the headings, mm. aren't we, Joe? And then yep. I might talk about it in more detail afterwards by Aaron Alston. Um, I don't know my AD&D, so I can't tell you uh, what else Aaron Alston has done. Information on the ninja class, a new character class for AD&D. Uh, belongs to the rogue group. Right, Joe, how are we doing for art? Instead of thieves can't, ninjas know their clan signs, a language of hand signs and written ideograms. The ninja has the same backstab ability as the thief. Controversial take, the D&D &D thief is already a ninja class. I mean, it can, it can climb, you can sneak, you can do your backstab. I always thought of the D&D &D thief already as a ninja rather really than... 
uh, than a thief. I don't know what you think about that, Joe. Um, so let's have a look at... Oh, here's some artwork for you. Do you want to describe it? Okay, so there's like a samurai guy in no arm armor with um, two katanas, one still in his belt, and he's fighting a completely shadow-based ninja with a super long katana with a kind of tilted edge, and it's got red pattern up the side of the handle, and who knows who's going to win? There's a they're on a red canyon with a little sign on a tiny rock there and a nice yellow setting sun, and nice. it's very beautiful. Nice, beautiful red-black backdrop it's got there, mm. hasn't it? Who's done the art? Let's see if we can find some art credits in here. Um... Uh, so the colour art is Clyde Caldwell, Fred Fields and Les Dorscheid, and the black and white is Jim Holloway. So that was one of the colour arts. I couldn't tell you who's who. I don't know the styles well. This just isn't one of my editions. Okay, let's keep going. Rules on dual classing, multi-classing, ninja kits. Mm. Yeah, by which they mean builds, I think, particular builds. You've got the, um, the stealer in, the shadow warrior, the intruder, the consort, the pathfinder, the lone wolf, the spirit warrior. Oh, yes, so you've got your ninja magic there with the spirit warrior. List of ninja spells. Is that the symbol that was on there? Yeah, there's a symbol right in the corner of, like, uh, well, it's only in some corners, and it's kind of like a foot of some sort. Oh, that's something. what it, yeah, that, it does look like that to me. Yeah, because ninjas normally have, like, their feet separated, their toes separated in two parts. Don't know why. Good. So you've got a, yeah. you've got a whole bunch of ninja themed spells here, haven't you? Mhm. Mm um. Oh, then we've got shinobi spies and killers. So here's rules on ninja like characters uh, from other classes. Great. So you can. You can have a shinobi fighter, shinobi ranger, shinobi mage. So this is your, um, you know, this is your way of uh, doing an oriental adventures take, I suppose, on the various existing AD&D classes. Uh, NPC builds. Another picture. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. Well, it looks like there's thieves and guards. There's a really muscly, ugly thief with a curved sword that's knocked over a bowl of apples. There's... Oh, it looks like the guards are kind of frightened from him. That one does. There's yeah. three guards, oh. and there's two villagers right in the background underneath a kind of like archway window... And, yeah, that's and there's bread in the shop as well. Oh, look, the different chapters have got different symbols. This yeah. one's got a pair of nunchuckers, I think. Uh, weapon proficiencies and martial arts. This one's rules. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what you'd expect, really, your extensive list of 
uh, martial arts weapons. What have we got here? Various. Oh, yeah, and then some various. Um, you had the non-weapon proficiencies in AD&D 2nd Edition. So there's Enama, uh, which is a sort of seduction skill where you can trick NPCs into falling in love with you. Uh, kite flying, feign sleep, hold breath. You know, that sort of proliferation of options that you had in AD&D. So you've got... Yeah. And then you've got uh, additional martial arts rules. Uh, characters do not know mere punching and wrestling in a campaign based in an oriental setting. They know martial arts. Uh, so this refers you back to the Complete Fighter's Handbook. A uh, whole bunch of rules for martial arts combat. Yeah, a whole bunch of different kicks, punches. Oh, another colour picture. Um, three ninjas um, standing... Um, in front of, well, you can only see the, uh, a big ninja's head with a giant, giant top of the katana. In the background, there's mountains, beautiful trees and temple and houses, villages. And back to the ninjas, the three ninjas in front, there's the middle ones holding a katana and the two ones on either side have got two daggers. And it looks like they're crossing, like, like, um... What's it called? Crevasse? Yeah, something like that, I think. They're on a thin walkway, a narrow walkway, aren't they? Mm. That's a Fred Fields one, that is. So we're on page... I'm just going to go back and see if I can see what the year was, just so, to give a sense of where this... 1995. OK, so this post-dates my ninjas and super spies. That's interesting, actually. Uh... Okay, so we've got advanced martial arts rules. These are adapted from Oriental Adventures. Yeah, just a whole bunch of different... Yes, so here we go. This is where you get your comprehensive list of styles and the various different special manoeuvres and modifiers for them that those styles um, do. Not quite as comprehensive as Ninjas and Super Spies. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different styles quite loosely described so one is jiu-jitsu karate kung fu ninjutsu etc uh, rules on creating your own style that's that's a useful thing i think that uh that that makes it superior to ninjas and super spies as far as i'm concerned so you've got your examples of styles and then you've got your rules um, so you decide whether the style is hard or soft or a combination um, what weapons you want to attach to your style, what special manoeuvres you want to give it. That's, that's quite nice. <coughs> so you can create the style that suits your fantasy campaign or the set of styles. I'm impressed with that. Where are we going from here? Tools of the trade, uh, all your ninja kit, ninja weapons. Uh, the logo there, Joe. Oh, ninja! Yeah, that's a cool shuriken logo. Ninja weapons, chopsticks, blowgun, blow darts, crossbows, handbows, nose, whatever those are. It's like Te a staff, isn't it? Yeah, Tetsu toes, um, yari or vari. It's a yari. Yeah, yari, a dart, fukinibari, like some kind of. 
They're like, um, I think they're like stuff. cool trops. You throw them on the ground and stop people chasing you because they stab into their feet. They look like four-sided dicycles. Mm. <laughs> Needle, a bokken, a flight arrow, a bow, a tanto and an axe. There we go. Oh, more. Oh, and Nagimakai, a yari staff, a darn den, a no daki. A hand. No daichi. No daichi, sorry. Hankyu. Hankayu. Um, Nage Tepu. Tepo. Chijuriki. Yeah, that was good. Yorotoshi. Club. And Manriki Gusari. Yeah, the club is a classic naily stick, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, lots of information mm. on your weapons. So this this isn't, so far, this isn't giving you a setting. It's alluding to oriental settings, martial arts settings, but it's not implying a particular setting. Oh, oh Sorry, it's the, not explicitly uh, identifying a setting. There's another colour picture. This one, there's a ninja holding two, um, what are they called? Um, These are side, side daggers. Yeah. yeah, two side daggers. And... Are chasing three villagers? Are those villagers? They look. I, I don't know. Yeah, who they, knows? they look like they're non-combatants, don't they? They're unarmed. Yeah. Bad luck. And in the background, there's a temple, and it looks like the ninja has just come off steps, and it's also beautifully yellow, like the past two color pictures, and has a massive yellow background. So yeah. Yeah. None of these ninjas are doing much sneaking, are they? No. They're all uh, in. Flagrant combat. Okay, so then we've got information on um, ninja clans, organisation of feudal societies. Yes, so here is where you're getting some setting info if you want to do a medieval Japanese-style game. Good. What else we got here, Joe? Then we've got, uh, yeah, playing the ninja. Uh, yeah, rules for role-playing Ninja characters, spy on your friends is one of the rules. <laughs> yeah, do you want to describe the logo for this one? The logo is like a ninja head with tufts of. Was that is that hair? Oh, it might be where the um. Oh yeah, Where yeah, the, yeah. the hood's been, you know, the mask has been mm. tied at the back. Uh, here we've got a ninja doing proper injury things, like hiding in a tree, looking down, waiting for his moment to strike. And there I like the juxtaposition. You've got like a standard kind of European medieval dress there, but the ninja, um, you know, that, that's, that seems to me to be... So this, this book has focused so far in its artwork on uh, like a feudal Japan or oriental cultures. And here we've got the first indication of a kind of culture clash, the, the ninja transported into the more... Um, traditional European medieval world, which to me is the fascination of incorporating a ninja into um, a D and D game. That you've got that, you know, the the ninja is something. Um, well, it doesn't need to be. Of course, the ninja doesn't need to. Uh, the the mechanics don't need to link to uh, a particular cultural context or code. Um, but I kind of wonder if, unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna add some element of medieval Japan into your setting. I wonder why you need a ninja over and above a thief, which, as I say, my hot take is the thief class in D&D &D is already a ninja class. 
What have we got? Yeah, no, quite a lot of guidance. Guidance on ninja campaigns. Yeah, so guidance on the difficulties of ninjas having to hide their identity from the other players, having to spy on the other players, uh, which characters they get on with best. Oh, what Ooh, about that one? That's sick. Another colour picture. This time, it isn't... Um, it hasn't got a massive yellow background, but it looks like there's a necromancer with a um, that's that's summoning skeletons. There's a normal looking dude, but he doesn't. It looks like he knows some kung fu. He's kicking the skeletons' skulls off. Oh, it's that symbol again. Yeah. Um, he's got a. That's a, obviously the artist's signature, but I don't know enough about this era of art to know which one it is. Yeah. Um, the guy kicking the skeleton's skull off also has a a stick, a massive like bow staff or something. He can also kill zombies. But I don't know what's going on with the ninja behind the sorcerer. Maybe the ne- maybe ne- um behind the necromancer, it's gonna assassinate. But he's got his arms crossed. Yeah, so... it looks like she's got some kind of ninja henchman, doesn't it? Yeah, and but this skeletons. this fighter at the front looks to me like a classic Dungeons and Dragons monk, dressed mm-hmm. in like a karate gi, um, wielding the staff. Yeah, because that that, that you because of course you've got that in D and D as well, haven't you? You've got the monk class, which is your classic kung fu martial artist as well. So there's quite a lot of crossover with the ninja concept already, I think. Uh, examples, some examples of ninja characters. Examples of ninja clans. There we go, that's your lot. What do you think of it, Joe? I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, this whole era of AD&D source books, they don't jump out of the page for me. The, no. the page design doesn't pop. Um, I would much prefer the Ninjas and Super Spies. We just compare it, the layout of this one. I don't know, even this doesn't really, it's not really very modern layout but it just pops a bit more um, and the Kevin Long artwork the black and white artwork it doesn't have the full colour spreads that AD&D have got but the Kevin Long artwork is, is far superior I think to any of their black and white art in there but I suppose we're not really comparing they're very different kind of games Ninjas and Super Spice is a complete contemporary martial arts game this is intended as a supplement it's not entirely sure I don't think whether it is offering you uh, ninjas for a particular setting. I suppose that's that's up to you. That's left up to you whether you want to have a have an Oriental style setting or whether you just want to import a ninja into your D and D game alongside the other more 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 traditionally European characters. Uh, I've never played it, as you might be able to tell, uh, and I've barely looked inside it. I don't know, it's, it suffers again a little bit. I, I, I do like the fact that it offers you guidance on designing your own martial arts. Um, I think it still suffers a little bit from that 90s comprehensiveness, you know, more, more weapons than you can possibly imagine. Um, although I do think I, I perhaps learned quite a lot of what I know originally about uh, medieval weapons and martial arts weapons from thumbing through books like this. Uh, but um, I mean, it's much more detailed than I want in my games now. Uh, any final words, Joe? Uh, no, not really. Except from this has been really fun with you, Dad. Oh, good. So there you go. We've enjoyed 
looking through the complete ninjas handbook no strong recommendations of it really uh, but it's been an interesting little scroll through hasn't mm-hmm. it listening back i thought i'd add in a couple of things so you've got that uh, i put it on before the before tj's theme tune thanks very much tj still loving it uh, you got that little discussion that joe and i had before we started about the cover art of ninjas and super spies um, and one of the things i noticed in the approach taken in the AD&D book is that the ninja clan is very important. There's a couple of chapters in there really focusing on how to play your ninja as a member of a clan and how the other player characters in those shinobi roles can also be members of the of the clan. So actually they do foreground the ninja clan as important to the ninja the ninja character. Maybe I didn't do justice to that on the on the read through. And it goes to some extent, to support uh, Jonah's take on the ninja. I think as the series goes on, uh, that that will help to crystallise what I think uh, is essential. I'm saying this with my tongue in cheek. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, all sorts of different interpretations of ninjas can all be fun, but I, I intend to, with a bit of a tongue in cheek, to sort of crystallise what is essential about the ninja. And I think just from looking at the two books so far, you can begin to see, you can begin to put together a taxonomy of features you're going to start expecting to see. Whether I want them um, in these books or not, I haven't fully decided, but you're going you're gonna to see the weapon porn. You're going to expect to see these spreads of, uh, of the weapons and the descriptions of them with all of their uh, Japanese and Chinese names, that's a feature. You're gonna have, with varying levels of details, but you're gonna have these pretty extensive descriptions of martial arts, martial arts combat variants. Um, Both of them have an acknowledgement of ninja mysticism, mysticism, sorry, the various kind of um, legends around the mystic powers of the ninjas. So you had your ninja spells in here and various other little tricks that ninjas could do. Um, Both of the books have, uh, they make attempts at something like a code of honour or a code of the ninja. So Ninjas and Super Spies, I didn't mention it when when I reviewed it, but uh, Palladium had a pretty convoluted uh, alignment system over which ninjas and super, spy, super spies overlaid the idea of honourable and dishonourable. You could add that to your alignment. And you had lots of guidance in the AD&D book about um, how, to, how to portray the ninja, how the ninja would relate to their clan and various codes that your character would live by. Uh, so that, 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 that's the beginning of some features. I thought about I thought about all of these features when I did Mud Harbour. I suppose Mud Harbour is more of a kung fu setting than a ninja setting, but it's also a bit of a mishmash. So everything was going in there, and um, I've got the obligatory martial arts page. But as it, you know, in keeping with my approach to the black hack, it is just one page. Everything I want to say about how to do martial arts combat is just on that one A5 page. There is currently. Uh, a weapon pawn page. It's a little bit different because Black Hack doesn't really care about uh, individual weapons. You do damage by class. So the weapons I've got in there, there at the moment are legendary weapons or magic weapons. You know, they're just um, special items. Uh, but it, but it may drop out because it didn't seem essential to the way that I was portraying uh, Mud Harbor. But that's a little bit of a digression because Mud Harbor is not primarily a, a ninja game. Uh, so. 
Thanks very much to Joe in this episode and more to come on Ninjas. Look forward to hearing your calls. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.